All right, listen up. This is the Prime to Rise podcast. What are we here to do? We are here to redefine education. Now, if you look at the word prime, I love that word. There's many different meanings to the word prime. Prime can be to inject or to provide fuel. Prime can be the greatest state of growth or strength. Those are the things that we're trying to do here, and we want to do that so you can rise up the ranks in your career. My name is Ike. You can follow me at Don't Tread on Ike on Instagram. We also have my guy Chris, usually in studio, not here today. I'm flying solo, but you can follow him at Shine On. And then, of course, we have Ty, the video guy, our producer and beats master. Follow him. He's always putting up some cool stuff. Now, don't just listen to this podcast. If you want real value, you want real tools, make sure you're going to prime2rise.com. That's prime, the number two, rise.com. Go find out what the return on investment is for your education. We have the most important tool now that is a tuition, student loan, and life budget calculator. And in the future, we'll be uploading things like schedules, submittal log templates, um, different estimating budgeting tools, all of these cool types types of things. Um, Basically, we want to provide a toolkit for people to be successful in their career. Now, let's dive in. In this episode, again, I'm going to fly solo, but what I want to address are the different types of construction. Basically, there's two main types of construction. I want to define both. I want to define the opportunities, highlight the pros and cons so that you can navigate your career better right? Now, when you talk about construction, most people think that the two types are residential versus commercial. And that is true, right? So a residential job would be building somebody's home, right? And then when you get to multifamily after a certain amount of doors or homes, it's then considered a commercial property. You know, if it's a condo building or if it's a floor family or something like that, it's it's then it starts to be co- considered a commercial property. That is not what I am talking about. What I'm talking about is the difference between TI and sh- core and shell. Okay, so TI stands for tenant improvement. That would be basically an interior renovation or an interior build out of a space. You're not building the structure, the building is already there, and you're basically just building it out for a commercial office or a commercial retail or the inside of a restaurant or something, right? Whereas core and shell would be literally that, right? It is the shell, so the exterior, what you see, and the core structure. So all of your infrastructure coming into the building, the core bones holding up the building, things that you would never touch again once uh, once the core was done because, you know, you take that one stick out and, you know, the whole house falls down, right? So a lot of people, when they look at going into the construction industry, whether it's residential or commercial, they want to do core and shell. And core and shell isn't really a term used in uh, residential construction. It's just new builds, right? But you'd be building a new home, right? You're building a on a new lot, an empty lot that nobody lives on, right? Or, you know, in, in commercial construction, it's literally a, a mud pile that you then build a football stadium or a skyscraper or some massive structure, you know, billion-dollar project. That's what people think of when they think, of pursuing a career in construction specifically for core and shell. Now, there's pluses and minuses to both, okay? So let's go through them. Now, for core and shell, again, as I said, core and shell construction is a little sexier, right? Now, what do I mean by sexy? 
I don't mean you're going to have corn shell people, you know, doing a calendar shoot, um, naked in a, in a hard hat. What I mean is that it's just a little more attractive and I guess romantic. When I was a kid, what really wanted to get me into the industry was my father was the uh, the mechanical contractor on Gillette Stadium where the Patriots play, right? So I was very fortunate to be able to visit that stadium the entire time it was being built, like literally when it was a mud hole in the ground and the stadium ne- right next to it was still standing. I got to go there the entire time. I was 10 years old. Um, most people, when I talked to them about, you know, core and shell construction, they love, love, love when they get to, or the, the idea of doing something like a stadium. I have a client right now. He's now on TI stuff, um, but he just built the, the Las Vegas Raiders Stadium. One of the best supers that I've ever worked with is very proud of a stadium. I believe it was a soccer stadium that he built in Cincinnati. And that like really shines on his resume when he's able to show that to a client, no matter what the project is for, right? So there's also, you know, iconic structures. I was able to uh, touch a project just a little bit. Um, if you are familiar with the Los Angeles skyline, about 10 years ago, I was able to touch a project where, um, you know, the skyline changed. And ever since then, I've got, it's that building that looks like a sail kind of, right? Now, ever since then, I've been able to say that I've touched that just anytime the LA skyline comes up. And that's something really cool um, for me. There's a lot of hospitals that I've been able to touch out of the ground that I get to say that I that I touched. Those, those things shine. Those are sexy on the resume. Um, and where the real value comes in there, is that you're seeing a project from cradle to grave, beginning to end. Grave is probably a bad word because you have a nice, beautiful structure standing at the end of it. But um, that's really what it is, right? So you're gaining a bunch of knowledge that you wouldn't get in TI, okay? You're gaining structural knowledge. Uh, Before the structure is there, you're gaining civil knowledge, right? Site development, what different grades are, how drainage works, how you tie into utilities, how you tie into um, public infrastructure, right? There's a lot of rules and regulations and and, um, permitting processes and inspection processes behind that. Um, You know, if you ever want to go into a career as a developer, these are key skills and processes that you want exposure to. So that is an advantage of having experience in core and shell. In my experience, it seems as though um, core and shell, people with core and shell experience have higher salaries, right? Now there's a little more risk that we will talk about in a minute, but um, Project Supers, I know that that I've met that make $200,000 or more, right? Um, Project managers, these these people, there's a lot more money flying around because the projects are bigger and they can afford to pay people higher salaries. Um, now, as the project itself goes on Corn Shell, you tend to have bigger budgets, you tend to have longer schedules, right? So there's more wiggle room. Um, it, it's more it's more formal, right? Um, I don't want to say that there's less pressure because the pressure is high and it's like every day still counts, um, but you definitely have wiggle room and it's not so hyper-focused that when one thing is out of place, you can't recover, right? You have room and manpower and money to move people around and to kind of make things happen and roll with the punches a little bit, okay? So you have a little more freedom, all right? Um, the last thing that I would say that that's positive about Core and Shell is that when you have the project site, you own it, right? Whether you're a sub or or whoever, you're not dealing with other or a developer or a client. Um, you know, no matter who you are on the project, you're not dealing 
with the public or other tenants or, you know, other operations going on like nothing is happening, right? It's not like you're in a hospital and you're worried about patients on the other side of a wall. It's not like you're in an office and you're worried about creating noise. It's not like you're in anywhere and, you know, you got to shut the power down. You know, you have full control over your site, your safety, who comes in and out, all of those things, right? So those are the pros. Now, a negative that I would say about Corn Shell is the same thing. It's a long schedule, right? So if you're on a project like a stadium, right, that sounds really cool. But what if the client sucks, right? What if the architect sucks? What if you don't like your own team, right? Like what if you don't like the people that are around you? You're stuck for a couple of years usually, at least a year on most Corn Shell projects unless it's like a really, really small building. Okay, so you don't really get that turnover rate. Now, maybe it's a good thing because maybe you like these people, right? Um, but, you know, it can be a negative, right? You also have less networking. I'll get into networking a little bit more in a minute. But when you have less networking, um, you are pigeonholing probably isn't the right word, but let's put it this way. You're working with one design team, one client team, one internal team. You're not even making a name for yourself necessarily within your own company because you're out on an island. You're on a silo for several years at a time um, where people can't see you, right? Um, <clears throat> unless you're fortunate enough to have team uh, team members that sing your praises, right? Um, so again, you have diverse scope, right? Um, but that just that also means, which is a good thing, but it also means that you're spread a little more thin with your expertise, right? And when when you have such diverse scope going from civil to structural to ba 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 ba, you know, all the way to the finishes at the end, months or years may have passed, and any kind of lessons learned that you have, it's in the rear view mirror, right? So there's there's a benefit in repetition and discipline and doing the same thing over and over and over again where you really hone your skills and it's just a little more difficult on a core and shell project just because the next time around the block just won't come as quickly as a TI project, right? So, so those are the pros and cons that I would say to core and shell. Now, with TI, it's not as sexy. Usually when you talk to builders and if you go to different GCs or architects, they will poo-poo the TI people right? Um, they call them carpet and paint people. They call them, um, you know, ceiling grid and office desk people, you know, the, and it's really just them kind of beating their chest and making them seem more relevant than they actually are. There are a lot of benefits. And I would actually argue um, for the stability and potential um, to open up new avenues for your career, I would argue TI is probably the better route. Okay, it may not make you a um, complete builder from some of the scopes that you'll miss just by working on renovations inside of a building, um, but I do think it's more stable work. I do think that um, it is more repetition. You do become more specialized and you do grow a network, right? So let's go through some of these things. So in the course of a, of a corn shell project, you know, you might be on it for a year or two years, you might touch four projects in a year of 12-week projects and on TI. In two years, you could touch eight, 
right? So, or maybe it's four, right? But either way, you're doing the same thing over and over. You're gaining that reputa- uh, repetition, that discipline. You get to put those lessons learned. If you screw it up on the on the first job, you get to get better on the second job and then the third job and then the fourth job. And by the end of that two-year period, I mean, you know this stuff like the back of your hand. I could rifle off a project schedule for a TI project, like off the top of my head, two seconds, no problem. Right, which is why I want to make that available to everybody on on the website. Okay, now when you're doing that, the most valuable thing that you can do after getting a mentor, and it's kind of part of getting a mentor, but it's build a network. Right, like you want to have architects that you can call on. You want to have team members internal to your office to advocate for you. You want to have a resume of as many projects as you possibly can with references. And when you're on these TI projects. While the other team, the core and shell guys have one design team, one client, one internal team, you know, you might have eight different internal teams, eight different clients, eight different design teams. You know so many more people. And the more people you know and have opportunities to bring value to, um, the bigger your name is, the more word travels and the more doors will open for you. Okay. So that is always a good thing. Always a good thing. Building a bigger network. TI work, in my opinion, is definitely better for building a bigger network. You also can get a little diversity in your projects where, hey, on this project, we put a staircase in. On this project, we put an elevator in. On this project, I worked on, I got a little healthcare experience. On this project, I got a little pharmaceutical experience. I did a little retail. I did a little bit of this. I did a little bit of that, a little corporate interiors. I have all of those things on my resume. I might not have those I almost guarantee you I wouldn't have those had I just gone into Core and Shell and and did projects that lasted two to three years. I mean, I'd only have three or four projects on my resume, and I do have some Core and Shell projects on my resume, but I have probably a hundred projects that I could put on my resume because of how many that I've that I've been able to touch over a twenty year span, right? So it's having a healthy amount of TI experience or finding an opportunity in that is definitely a good thing. Now. Let's talk about recession proof. I mentioned that TI salaries tend to be a little more lucrative. Okay. Now, why would we want to go into TI if TI isn't as lucrative? Well, something as um, known as job security or job stability, right? A lot of people would argue that when the economy tanks, people don't build new things. Okay. When We were in Boston in 2020 and things got shut down and they were very unsure. Or even now with these banks closing, you hear about new developments being stopped in their tracks. Okay, so new buildings oftentimes will stop going up or you'll hear, you know, I have a friend that works at a a major, major, major developer um, and they are holding back money right now at least until the end of this year before they even evaluate doing everything new. If you ask them that a year ago, they were gung-ho, they were ready to you know, start digging holes all over the place. When you look at TI, a lot of people, a lot of companies and a lot of people can look at that as an opportunity to get a tax break because they are improving their facilities for people. They can get different rebates for upgrades. Uh, there's a lot of money moving around that they can do that incentivizes them to do those things, right? Uh, and as of right now, 
one of the biggest things after the pandemic, and I've seen panel after panel of architects and design teams and developers and commercial real estate people, one of the biggest asks that they have right now from the property owners is repurposing, right? So maybe they don't build renew things, uh, maybe they don't um, build new things or uh, necessarily renovate for new people coming in, maybe they just repurpose the building entirely, right? Like in Boston right now, a lot of um, parts of the city are trying to attract pharmaceutical clients because the pharmaceutical clients still have money and haven't skipped a beat and they're still spending, right? Well, their infrastructure is not set up for it, okay? So they have to repurpose their building for that. We keep hearing about, um, regardless of what you think about the politics, but repurposing commercial buildings to be residential buildings and to provide low-income housing. Um, or maybe not low-income housing. Maybe it's just really expensive housing, right? But either way, it's repurposing, right? So again, that's TI stuff. That is tenant improvement. That is interior renovation stuff that a lot of people would argue is a little more recession-proof and stable um, for for your career. So again, pros, multiple projects, repetition, honing your skills, developing that network, a little more stability, maybe a little less money, um, but the opportunities that you can branch from out there, I, I would argue are far more. Now, the cons are obviously like you never touch civil, really, site civil stuff, um, site utilities coming into buildings, dealing with um, you know, property egress or, or tying into city infrastructure, things like that. Um, oftentimes for TI people or people with a TI background, structural work can be very confusing for them. It's, it's, it's a big time struggle. You know, having moved from New York and Boston down to Florida, a lot of projects that I've touched down here are, are core and shell projects in the supers that we have move here from Chicago or Minnesota or Ohio or Boston or New York. And they come down here and they just don't have the core and shell experience. And when it comes to running these projects, they literally have no idea what to do. So that can hamstring you a little bit, especially when you try to go outside of your market if you ever want to relocate a little bit, right? Um, it also limits you not just to relocating, but it really kind of pigeonholes you, pigeonholes you into a city, right? Because you you want to be around where there are tenants, right? There's a lot of tenants in retail, in commercial properties, um, in high rises in the city. That there's a lot of people there, so that's where you know they expect everybody to flock to, right? So um, TI work is great, but expect to be commuting or expect to live near a city. Okay. Um, now, as far as working in these situations, um, there there is a blessing in a short schedule, right? Because you get the turnover of the team. If they suck, you know, you, you, three to six months, you're probably going to be on another project, right? And you get to start over again, and you get to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed running in, and you get to have a good attitude, and it's all good, right? But that also means that you have a tighter schedule, which means you have no wiggle room, right? You miss a day, it could be very significant. Um, tighter budgets. Same thing, you know, you miss a couple door frames or you miss a sink over here or you miss these things or you miss you miss a, a portion of scope in a drawing. You know, there's just less there to hide it, right? There's no there's no room to bury the bodies, okay? So you, you really have to hone your skills uh, because when you make a mistake, it's going to, the impact is just going to be magnified, okay? So listen, th those are the biggest things in it. I just really want to caution people, especially young people who are going to college or looking at pursuing a career in construction, whether it's architecture or engineering or, or you know, 
construction management or being a subcontractor or a developer or an owner's rep, whatever it is, there are pros and cons to both avenues. Don't ever close yourself off to one or the other because of some image that you have in your mind. Make sure you understand the differences between them and you're weighing out those options. And if you need help doing that, email me at mentor at prime2rise.com. That's mentor at prime, the number two, rise.com. And I will walk you through these things and I will help you evaluate these opportunities as they're presented to you. That's what I wanna do here. I wanna make sure that I am helping people um, acknowledge and obtain opportunities for affluency the best that they can because I don't think that the, the guidance is out there right now. So don't hesitate to reach out. TI versus Corn Shell, pluses and minuses to both. Either way, this career in this industry has a much better return than any other one you may find.